0: All right, so um, you guys have probably already seen that there's a, a new, um, not a new member, but a, a member with a new role uh, on the right hand side. Uh, it's Dark Knight himself, and he's uh, a part of the Neo Tokyo outreach team and has brought, uh, I don't remember the exact amounts, I, I think uh, either. Uh, thousand or ten thousand ETH worth of worth of whitelist spots for neo tokyo um, and he has been uh, a super helpful um, strategist to work with me on the marketing strategy for vvv going forward especially for the upcoming phase two mint and one of the key aspects which we have discussed is starting from the very basic premise, what kind of an audience do we want to attract and how do we attract them? And then also with the um, restrictions of which audiences do we actually have access to and how do we best deal with those? And I think it's very obvious to everyone that our ideal target audience is are the members of other community VCs or the members of Launchpads, right. Um, but there we have the issue that we are probably not going to have any sort of a collaboration with any other community VC because most of them uh, run with fees. So if, if these guys would give away wider spots for what we're doing and we're doing a similar thing, maybe even with a better projects and with no fee, then th- that's hurting their own business model, right? Because then their members might wonder, hmm, if these guys can run with zero fees, then why are we paying fees? And on um, other communities we see, is there's also entry fees, where the entry fee is not tied to an NFT. So you have an entry fee, in one of the most popular ones of one ETH for example and that's money which is just gone. So you pay that for entry and then you have the access and then um, I have never been in there but I assume they also still run with fees um, to to cover their ongoing overhead. Um, So we have the ideal target audience but we also have the issue that it's almost impossible to reach them um, simply simply because they will be um, they will be, will be guarded um, by the ones running those communities and they have very little interest in, in actually uh, arranging a whitelist event with us. And even if that would be a possibility, there's not an endless amount of those who, who would be willing to work with us, so, and, and most of them are also like fairly small, so we are probably not going to get um, the right volume, which is necessary to also filter through those members and find really the, the most valuable ones. So what's the audience to which we have access and what can we do to make VVV attractive to them? And what's the upside for the community, Um, especially for the phase one Minters? So the audiences which we have at hand and which are easily accessible, especially through um, us giving away white spots to them, are very obviously the NFT communities. These guys are used to uh, getting invited to new service and they're used to exploring things and they have an interest in the NFT space itself, right? So they don't have a direct overlap with any of the serious investors in DVD, but they do share some of the uh, of the same values They they are in, the, they believe in the blockchain, they know how to use MetaMask. They they are pretty much qualified to invest with VBV, but they might be put off by two things. First of all, they might be put off simply through the KYC process, which is a hurdle for anyone out of the US, uh, which is very difficult for them to do. And then it could be a hurdle for them to even box themselves to a community VC. So the the, the KYC process itself is obviously not helping um, engagement or um, the ability to onboard new users. Then on the other hand we have people with the mindset of having quick flips which makes them less likely to find a lot of joy in cliffs, vesting schedules and TGEs, which get postponed month after month. So we have uh, some some discrepancies here between what we currently have, what kind of audience we have access to, and what would VVV make attractive to those kind of people, right? So now, how can we make VVV more attractive to them? But before we go into that question, why would we even want to do that? Why don't we want to keep our small circle? Why would we want to just keep everything as it is? The thing is that in the current market and with the bear market potentially continuing, I don't see the market being or becoming utterly exciting over the next few months. And there's a risk that when you have a limited amount of members and there's nothing shiny and new coming into the server in terms of deals or uh, opportunities and so on that you know things get less exciting over time and the engagement is going to die down which usually goes hand in hand with the floor price diminishing which then also either directly and indirectly, uh, either indirectly or directly means that the nfts you guys have minted are losing value over time and then we also have the the overall leverage which the community has just based on its sheer size. If you have a community of 500 dedicated people, that's great, but if you have a community of 5,000 dedicated people, that's obviously better and that's going to have a bigger impact. And especially when we talk to some of those top-tier projects, they do, especially those who, who already have built some some communities themselves, and we had some other AMAs and partnerships with some more well-known communities, those guys do have high standards. And if I invite them to an AMA with 150 people, that that might be something which they already did. So it's not like a, a, a completely new twist on the value proposition. So they might already be saturated with that. But if you can offer them an AMA with 300 or 500 people, then the entire thing becomes more interesting again. So just very basically speaking, the, the sheer amount of engagement which you have in your community, that, that's a, a metric for success. And that doesn't mean that a, a, a big server is a good server, but it also means that a, a small server has room to grow and it has a lot of room to improve the value proposition, proposition, proposition which is at hand. And As you're also aware of I deliberately set the collection size at 5,000 so the plan for BDB never was to remain a a super super small circle and if you look at the population size of the uh, crypto market as a whole um, the currently 450 holders which we have is really a, a small group so now we want to um, let's play the let's go through with the, with the thought so what happens if we can attract more people and What happens if we can excite more people for VVV? What happens if the The world if the crypto world slowly sees the value in what we do so, you know, very obviously that the more exposure you have and the more clear your value proposition becomes the more demand you're going to have for your product and that directly and indirectly means there's going to be more demand for the nfts you guys have minted which also means more demand and you know a steady or diminishing supply on the open market means that the floor price is going to increase if the popularity of evv increases and more people are going to be come interested in, in holding and staking so that's the, 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 most, the easiest and, and most tangible uh, thing which you guys can measure is the floor price. If we have um, 4,000 new members joining in and we only have 2,000 NFTs to mint, you know the thing mints out and you can probably imagine that some people are going to buy off secondary and the entire thing is going to at least temporarily uh, become uh, getting uh, sucked into an upward spiral. And then the floor price is probably going to settle in at a higher price at uh, which we're currently in. Um, now, obviously, I you know I know this from my own experience. Whenever you have a community which was established and has now settled down, if I if I'm telling you guys that now everything <laughs> will change, you know you're already getting defensive, and you know you get the feeling, oh no, I don't want change. I, I like everything just as it is. And uh, I don't want anything new. I don't want new people. Uh, All I want is new deals and uh, exciting news about the blockchain fund. And I can understand that. And uh, I've came up with um, a strategy and a logistical solution, which I think is going to work really well. And you guys have probably already seen it in the main announcements channel. We have the um, allocation Games role and what that role is made for is um, for a concept which is more appealing to those guys who are used to trading NFTs and um, to flipping NFTs and making smaller profits than the you know than the expectations which we have on a thousand dollar investment on a, on a long term deal. So. Just some, some context, and I think you guys probably know this firsthand because because it's likely how most of you got started. Um, but if you're new to NFTs, you know everything seems quite expensive, right? Because you know most of the basic JPEGs, if you want to mint them, they cost a couple of hundred dollars. And then if you want to buy like any of the blue chip projects on on secondary, they're usually like 500 to a thousand dollars. And to someone new to the space, that's a lot of money. And then if you start flipping NFTs and you make like 0.1 ETH profit that's successes which are going to get celebrated. So how can we mimic those smaller successes in VVV and how can we therefore make what we already do more accessible and more exciting for guys who do not have the liquidity to put in a thousand bucks or to forego a short term uh, profit for 24 months, and um, obviously I cannot change the investing schedules of the deals which we have. But what we can do is we can cut the allocations or part of the allocations which we have in smaller tic- in in uh, smaller uh, slices, and then attach them to tickets, and then make those tickets available um, to holders. And now what we have is. For example, 50, 100 dollar tickets which are available to the community. And now those guys who don't deal with the big money yet uh, like some of you, they at least have the opportunity to get used or to um, make use of a new concept. And it's not going to be super scary. You're not going to be um, asked to trust in a new... You know, if someone new comes in, they don't know that much about VVV, right? And there might be some trust issues simply because it's something new. And there might be some hesitancy around putting in a thousand bucks and and believing in uh, the project to still be there uh, once the TGE happens. So to overcome that hurdle, obviously we have to build out the FAQ section, we have to be able to um, have a, a really good overview in the must read section to answer the most basic questions in a very uh, clear and transparent manner. But we also need to lower the barrier of entry. We have to make the ticket size smaller and we have to make it in a way where getting the allocations is also tied to a certain degree of excitement because these guys are used to minting, to the hype before the mint, to the hype on secondary after the mint and Many times they are also used to giveaways with raffles and if someone has participated in CD5, for example, they also know um, that they will have to deal with raffles and they also are used to much smaller ticket sizes, of, for example, 20 or 50 dollars. And we also have the advantage that if we cut those slices very small and we don't have allocations uh, allocated for them, in the hundreds of thousands of dollars, but rather in, let's say, we have a, a small ticket for these guys of 5k total, which would be 50 hundred dollar tickets. That's something which, at least in, in the short term, leading up to the phase two that's things which you can prepay and don't even have to charge for the tickets, which makes it very easy for the KYC process to not be the barrier that it is at the moment because now we're not taking money from anyone. So then the entire thing um, becomes much less relevant. So now we can at least open a very small fraction of what we do up to new members. And by making the initial tickets free, we can also completely take out the, um, the trust issue. Because now these guys have access, and let's say it's a project like Godzilla, for example, which is well known and um, maybe not as well known in the NFT world, but something that once the gameplay becomes public, uh, a ton of people are going to be incredibly excited for. And now imagine you can become an investor in the project by participating in a, in a raffle for holders, and you can win a $100 ticket, and if you look at the table market and so on, you, you know, you have a good probability to getting a 10x return, uh, even in the bear market, or maybe something even better. And, you know, a 10x return on a $100 ticket or investment, that's going to be super exciting for these guys because they are already used to celebrating 0.1 ETH wins. Um, And now once we, you know, uh, after a few weeks or months, when we transition to the the paid ticket model, um, you know, it's going to be very fair odds. Uh, It's going to be like... uh, you know, similar to what I outlined in the announcement, uh, one tenth, uh, excuse me, one out of 10 chance, and it's going to be around $10 per ticket, and the ticket is going to be, the the price uh, for those 10 tickets is going to be, for example, $100 allocation. So, to those who win, they already got a a, a good deal, right? They put in 10 bucks, get a $100, um, price and that $100 price potentially turns into um, uh, $1,000 or uh, $5,000 or whatever. And then, of course, it's the subject to the vesting sketches and so on. But the entire concept and the entire approach of making it more accessible that's really what VVV is all about. Because most of you guys didn't just come in here as experts, right? Everyone had a, a long journey, uh, journey behind them and everyone had to go through certain learning experiences and I, you know, I, I think most of you guys would probably, probably have been very thankful if <laughs> you had gotten into the space and you didn't already have to deal with those big tickets and you didn't have to commit a, a ton of capital to a certain deal and then you know only find out in hindsight uh, afterwards that you're now subject to a cliff and then there's a vesting schedule and the actual money that you're going to get out right away is going to be somewhere in the future and also (laughs) cut up in small pieces. Um, You know, I think if you establish an environment where people can give it a shot without super high stakes and with um, a structure around it which also makes the entire process in itself more exciting I think that's going to be very helpful because now you have more people interested in VVV, you have a better value proposition for smaller investors or for new investors. And um, you also have more people in uh, at the, the top of the funnel, which then have access to the academy who then learn what investing actually entails and what it means. And you know they then have the, the, uh, the ability to also Follow up with what the other guys are doing with the you know the guys who are KYC who do the big investments and then they also see some of the whales putting in 10k at a time you know now they get a much much better understanding for how the the entire thing works in itself and I think what we're going to do with uh, with this approach is is um, is really a win win situation because we make VVV more accessible where It allows us to create more demand for the nfts as a whole which is going to be uh, positively influencing uh, the value of the nfts you guys already hold and we are also going to um, pretty much create a a funnel of um, we have we will have more people at the top of the funnel where through the education and the process in vvv they're going to have an opportunity to grow as individuals and to also, you know, selfishly speaking, to grow into more valuable members because they're going to become more knowledgeable over time and they're going to have uh, small wins along the way so these guys are going to become people who are then eventually going to become very loyal to VV and they're going to see um, you know, what the big guys in quotes are doing and I think it's going to be very healthy um, for the dynamic in the server. And then, you know, I understand that my personality can put some people off. Uh, I'm fully aware of that. And I also think it's important for the dynamic of the community as a whole to simply have more people in the server so that my role as an individual and my presence in the server as an individual is not the main thing which you see. Because I, I really dislike the and you know obviously that's mostly also my fault i, I do not like it much that vvv is like equals exo because there's a, a lot more people working behind the scenes and a lot more people involved and a lot more a lot of different personalities which are very different uh, from my own um, who are supporting vvv and i think having more people come in and more people who are also complete, completely unbiased I think that's going to be very healthy uh, because i'm going you know i'm I'm going to have less uh, preconceived notions about people out of communities who I, I never heard of and people who never heard of uh, you know any of the past events or you know with other initiatives they're also going to be much more open minded uh, to what we do and I think it's also going to be helpful when the um, the old members, so to speak, when they see that new people can get excited about what VVV is doing, I think it's going to, you know, that excitement is is going to jump over on the old guys as well, and I think it's going to be very healthy um, for the server and for the community as a whole. And um, now, logistically speaking, what I'm going to do is um, I'm going to set up a new server section which is going to be um, probably called uh, something like allocation games. And that section is only going to be visible for those guys who have claimed the allocation claims role. And the reason why I would like to do this is that you you always know the the phase one minters come first, right? And if someone, and (laughs) I think there's you know, there's a, quite a few of that mindset. Those guys who do not like change and they don't like to see change, you know, they have the option by, you know, doing nothing to just opt out of even seeing the thing, right? So if they don't like the concept and they don't pick the role, they're not even going to see the, the, that part of the server and for them it's going to be literally just the same as it was before. And another part of that is, um, that I spoke with Dark Knight and we spoke of our, about our marketing strategy. We, we spoke about what kind of a value proposition do we want to lay out in our marketing and, and I know and I'm fully aware that I told everyone that we are not going to do this and I also want to reassure everyone that if we do it, we are not going to have um, some of the ridiculous uh, NFT projects uh, in there, which you might have seen somewhere else. Um, it's going to be um, on the same level um, as what you see in Neo Tokyo for example. So what we want to add uh, to the allocation games is uh, whitelist giveaways and some of the, you know, it's not the most professional thing in the world, right? The whitelist giveaways, you know, I can tell that there's already a couple of red flags coming up in people's heads, right? I think the best way to handle that is again to have it in the server section, which only becomes visible once everyone claims, uh, once the related members claim that role, and then if they like that, um, you know they can see it, they can participate in those, and then for them uh, they will have to edit value, where they where they don't have to just wait for the next deal, they don't just have to partake in raffles for for tickets to deals, um, but they can also uh, play the NFT flipping game. And they will not just have access to uh, random whitelist events, but they will actually have uh, access to a very similar whitelist flow as in Neo Tokyo. And I think you know, the, um, you know, the accessibility is going to be a good point again here, where um, you know, the, the minting the uh, Phase 2 NFT is probably going to be cheaper Uh, than a season two Neo Tokyo NFT. And of course, it's going to be cheaper than a season one Neo Tokyo NFT. So I think, you know, it can speak to those guys who are not able to afford uh, a Neo Tokyo NFT, for example. And then at least they can have, um, you know, similar widest flow as they would get in there. And then, of course, we also have the, you know, the flip side here that what we do came out of Neo-Tokyo, right? we have, and we have a ton of citizens uh, supporting us. So now these guys are also going to get exposure to the origins of VVV, they're going to uh, get to know other citizens, and I think the entire thing is going to come around in full circle, where eventually we also work uh, as a funnel for Neo-Tokyo, where more people who join us then also become aware that Neo-Tokyo exists, and become aware that it's actually a good thing, and you know, I, I know a lot of people who have some, you know, very not dissimilar to my own uh, situation. Where you know, some people cannot get over the hurdle of Alex Becker leading the project, right? But if they see that the community behind it um, is absolutely fantastic and has a lot of successful builders in there, you know, that can be one of the ways where we can return the favor and actually uh, provide value to NeoTokyo as well. And um, our marketing, in fact, will start uh, in Neo Tokyo. Uh, I think that you know it, it already started for, for some of the Neo Tokyo elites, um, but I think that's the right way uh, to do it. Um, we we are going to give Neo Tokyo the, the the biggest amount of guaranteed wireless spots that any community is going to get. Uh, we are going to look to partner up or collaborate with around 100 to 200 communities. And um, Neo-Tokyo is the only one who receives only guaranteed uh, minting spots. And it's also the only one uh, who receives um, 500 in total. And that's probably, you know, we will see if, if, if uh, there's enough people claiming those. Um, but at the end of the day, the decision was made on uh, 500 elites existing. And I was aware many of those minted already in, in uh, phase one, so they cannot partake in phase two. But uh, you know, when I had to make up a number for Neo Tokyo, I think that was the the right approach for me. Um, Yeah, and that's pretty much uh, the status quo. Um, Yeah, there's a a couple of things which I've planned for Neo Tokyo, um, you know, in addition to the whitelist event, just to make it, yeah, pretty much, you know, a means of redemption uh, and to also show gratitude uh, for you know where it all started and how everything came about um, and yeah I, I would be curious to uh, um, get you guys's thoughts and critique on uh, the entire thing which is planned and I'm, I'm going to spend uh, two minutes just to um, scroll through all of the messages here and so to address um, what joseph said so he said uh, we don't mind new people but we want the right people so for the um the way it is planned is that the so so for any of the other communities which are not near tokyo um, the guaranteed minting spots are mostly going to be reserved for those communities top members and we haven't discussed the ratio yet but let's say um, you know, a community gets 100 whitelist spots, then they probably only get like 20, 30 uh, of the guaranteed spots. And the other whitelist spots we're going to give away, they are still subject to the infamous uh, purchase. And they are not going to be as brutal or you know, as um, you know unfair as they've been before. Uh, they're going to be more lenient. But if we actually get the wrong people in, uh, they will also be removed again. And, you know, coming back to the reason why the, the purchase have been so uh, important for phase one is now we have a culture in place which is not going to get diluted uh, just because a, a bunch of new members come in. Um, you know, we have a, a, a certain, um, yeah, a certain way how people conduct themselves in the server. Uh, we have the the, the name or uh, uh, Discord handle format, which is already very different to anything you see somewhere else. And I think anyone coming in is going to immediately immediately see and feel that you know, something is different. You don't see uh, a bunch of animated GIFs, you don't see uh, strange usernames, everything is very well structured. And um, we're still going to weed out people, but I think we are now set up in a way where um, you know, it's not going to turn into like a, a DGEN event right away. And, and even if it does to a certain degree, um, you know, you guys have the, the Dolphins chat, we have the, the Sharks chat and the Whales chat, and these are there for a reason, right? And, um, you know, that's going to allow everyone to, um, if need be, uh, take a step back out of general chat and then, you know, pretty much be in the exact same uh, environment as you have been before. Um, Okay, Joseph is also asking, so those small tickets will need an NFT or no? Um, The answer is yes, they need an NFT. Uh, I'm still thinking about potentially doing like a raffle leading up to the mint for um, holders and people who are whitelisted, but I I haven't decided uh, definitively on that. But after the mint, for sure, it's only going to be um, for holders. And, and, we might <coughs> and we might differentiate uh, in terms of um, likelihood of winning those tickets in terms of whether or not these guys or you know, whoever it is, is uh, just a holder or if they also are a staker and then also if they staked for six months or for 12 months. Meaning those who stake are going to have a higher chance of winning and those who stake for longer are going to have the highest chance of winning. I'm continuing to read um, of the comments. Okay, so Pluritons is asking a funnel to NT. Why would we want that? We obviously want their members, but why do we want to funnel our members to them? You know, the the thing which leads to long-term success is getting getting rid of the scarcity mindset. You know, it, that there's like there's literally no harm in you know, us acknowledging that, you know, I still hold my citizen, right? I, I, you know, I minted on the first day, I still hold the thing and I still interact with the community. And at the end of the day, if I want to start a collaboration, Neo-Tokyo is the first community I go to. So, you know, that that's, and, and we're not going to lose any value if we, you know, if we are, um, you know, if we are supportive of NT, and, yeah, and I'm not saying that we're going to advertise NeoTokyo on our server. I'm just, you know, I'm just stating that if someone asks me what is the best community on the planet after VVV, I mean, n- not a community comes to mind uh, than Tokyo. And, and you know, there's a lot of <laughs> I don't have to go into that. Uh, there's a lot of things which I, I don't like about Tokyo, but you know, at the end of the day, to me, it's the the only community out there which has actually. Uh, actual uh, valuable people in there, right? And, and there's other ones which are decent, but um, you know I'm, I'm hard-pressed to say that uh, if I didn't have VVV, that I would probably name uh, Neo Tokyo as the best one. Um, Joseph is asking, why not screen people in other servers using the shark test or other form and refer the best ones in here? Um, we're going to do that. Um, but uh, that's going to be under different context, and it's also going to be uh, done in a way which is not just benefiting the phase two holders, actually the phase two minters. Uh, but I will sh- I will share more details about that um, in a, in a bit, well, in a few weeks maybe. Uh, okay, so that's a good question. So Casper. Uh, uh, Talona is asking, who's going to organize that? Does it mean diluting VVV? Teams focus on this, and and it's great that you that you remind me of this. <clears throat> so there are a couple of um, uh, sections on the server which at this point in time are not heavily used, and where I might have also been too enthusiastic about launching them right away, where. Now it turns out that the, you know, the, the actual engagement is is not really um, there yet, and that the relevancy of those sections is also not there yet. So you know, some of the things I might have, um, I might have launched or introduced too soon. So what we're going to do is, um, and before I say it, um, everyone. And we already uh, took a snapshot, and uh, Christian Squaba was kind enough to to compile a list for me. Um, we're going to close down the, and that's just temporarily, uh, but we're going to um, archive the building VVV section, and uh, simply because I didn't have the time uh, to to probably uh, to properly acknowledge those guys putting in the work, and you know I, I really really hate that. There have been people who have been like really enthusiastic, and you know they have put in the work. And then I didn't have the time to actually follow up with them and, and reward them or acknowledging their work. So what I'm going to do uh, as a uh, as a means of, of uh, making it right for those guys, for the time being, we're going to archive the section, and then we're going to airdrop or airdrop is the wrong word, but because the token is not not live yet, um, but everyone. Who has contributed uh, in that section is going to get uh, a prepaid snickerdoodle allocation. And we're also going to close down the writers section. And um, again, that's temporarily, uh, that's uh, temporary measures. But it's also necessary because the medium articles have become an additional workload. And the actual value which we get out of them right now is very, very low. And there's really no, no point in, in diluting our efforts where it doesn't immediately or directly impact the success or scope of success of VVV. So um, we are also going to, to uh, at least temporarily uh, archive the writer section. And we're going to do the same thing with the alpha testing section until there is something that actually needs to be tested. So um, we're going to clean up uh, the entire server. We're going to make it uh, more lean and more agile. And for that very reason um, that we do have to deploy and, and that it really only like it doesn't take that many resources, but we have to to allocate some resources to those raffles and to that marketing strategy the and you know the difference here is that that marketing strategy has immediate and direct like real tangible impact on what we do and in the short term that's infinitely more important than anything else so the the articles and and the uh, building section that's getting put on ice um, until we are ready and done with everything else which needs uh, our, our focus and priority right now. And I'm going to catch up on the... Uh, oh, let me scroll down, okay. I don't want to answer everything completely out of context. Okay, so Joseph is asking, why not leave the writers and builders section to be completely run by the community with a few leaders outside the DV team. You know, it's also diluting the efforts and the, the focus of the uh, community. That there's something else which I have planned, uh, which I do not want to disclose today, um, but it, uh, I had that idea in my head for, for a while now and, and today by accident, um, I saw that it's going to be a very powerful um, tool in our toolbox um, by, by giving the community um, an, an opportunity to be more engaged in another area. I don't want to be too specific now, but um, at the moment, uh, there's just no point. I mean, you know, if you guys have too much time, you know, then, you know, rather spend it in the academy or, you know, do something else. But like right now, there's, there's not that much use to, to uh, you know, putting efforts into those sections. Okay. The question by Snake is why has the AMA in New Tokyo been cancelled? Um, yeah, something came up with um, one of the team members where he cannot attend, and um, I wanted to jump in and do the uh, you know join the Tokyo AMA, uh, but I was advised by Felix that that's probably going to be uh, you know not ideal. Um, you know, because it's going to look like I tricked them, right? <laughs> I, I, I uh, you know, told them team member X is going to come, and then I'm going to show up, even if if we want them beforehand. You know, I fear that there's a you know potential lashback, so I, I much rather uh, want to push it out, and uh, you know also have an opportunity to uh, to prove the value which we are providing to um, the community beforehand, uh, before you go back to uh, doing the AMA. Oh yeah, and it hasn't been canceled, it has just been uh, postponed by uh, two weeks. Um, is every diamond fin allocated one dolphin or is there an opportunity opportunity to acquire more? Um, right now the plan is to only have one allocated to them, um, but we're thinking about a, a couple of different um, solutions to increase the value um, for everyone involved. So not just phase two, but also for the phase one Minters. Um, But I I can't comment yet if there um, is going to be more uh, than one NFT available to mint. But, you know, what I can disclose, and I have to be careful with uh, how we phrase it, but that's going, and and it's not, you know, I also, I I want, (laughs) Uh, Jesus, I talk too much. I also want to be clear about something that we have something planned which is going to incentivize those who hold more NFTs or those who want to hold more NFTs but I also want to be clear that there's no ponzi like schemes in place where you know we lure everyone in to hold an infinite infinite amount of dolphins and then um, at the end of the day they're not going to get any reward or the rewards which they get are going to be completely um, smoke and mirrors. So what I can say is that there is something planned um, for holders of multiple dolphins and there's something planned uh, in the short term which is going to affect uh, the the raffles of the prepaid allocations but there's also something planned and that's the the much bigger thing um, which is relating to The blockchain fund. For uh, legal reasons, I I, I cannot go into details. But um, the phase one Minters and the the members who are supportive of VV as a whole and who have faith uh, in what we do, they are going to be um, rewarded. And you know. As I said in, in a couple of interactions as, as well, you know we track literally everything, and we you know and we you know we, we really focus on, on the good things, and we really focus on those guys who have um, continuously shown their support, and those guys who you know who who come in as new members and and see what we do, and they start to support us as well. All of that is, is taken note of, and nothing uh, goes unnoticed, but also nothing is not going to get rewarded in the future. There's really a lot of things lined up and I think the entire context is going to become much more uh, tangible for everyone. Um, you know, Probably by the end of next week, uh, when we're going to announce the, um, either the first board member or one of the first board members, um, where you can actually get an idea of the, the true scope of what we're doing. Because you know, right now, you know, it's we have delivered on the VC side, but the blockchain fund is, is just a lot of words. And once you guys have some faces to that, and you see some of the track records uh, which those guys have, um, I think you guys are going to be blown away. And I, I can say with uh, 100% confidence that there's no other project out there who has advisors or board members of the same caliber that the you know. The responses which I have gotten is just exceptional, and um, that there's literally—and this is not just marketing, uh, uh, not just uh, marketing phrases. You know, there's literally nothing which compares to what we have. Uh, mankind is asking, "What is Diamondfin versus Dolphin Whitelist?" Diamondfin means you have a guaranteed spot. It also means that you're minting cheaper, and the Dolphin Whitelist means that you potentially could get purged, i.e. You, you could potentially lose your whitelist if you, you know, if you don't uh, live up to the community standards. Um, and you're also going to have a, a slightly higher mint price than the diamond-fin rolls. But um, you can also earn your diamond-fin roll if you came in as a, as a dolphin uh, whitelist. Um, you can, for example, complete some of the lessons in the academy and, therefore, earn your guaranteed spot. Uh, okay, Thomas is asking any um, estimated time for sniggerdoodle allocation and staking. Um, I'm, you know, we are really working hard on getting the staking live this week, um, so I, I can't. Say definitively that it's going to happen this week, but likely this week. Um, And then we have the uh, Snickerdoodle allocation, Uh, we have the AMA on the 18th, and um, the allocation is going to happen shortly after. So, probably, you know, maybe, you know, expected to potentially happen on the weekend, Um, but probably more likely early. Next week, which would be twenty second, twenty third, twenty fourth, you know, probably somewhere around that time frame. Blue Returns is asking: Is it is the secret deal still coming mid August? It could be a good marketing op. Big projects coming here are the best marketing. Um, you yeah, it's very difficult um, to to estimate that because uh, you know many times if you are early, or if you have a a top tier project, you might be there before these guys even raise, right? So, you know, you might be subject to external factors where you cannot really uh, close the allocation yet, but then they're also too busy with executing on on everything else they're building that an AMA is not the highest priority of them. So in some instances, um, we're working on it, um, but we cannot. Give any definitive dates. Okay, so Mike um, is raising his concerns about um, having more competition on claiming allocations in the future once the community has grown through new members. and you know I, I've addressed this uh, a few times before, and the, the most important thing to keep in mind is that getting a larger allocation, most of the time, is not a problem. In fact, it can even be beneficial if you can allocate more capital. So, um, for uh, the project Sui, for example, uh, w- which was also in our um, uh, Rejections Channel. Um, because of the FTV at which they raced on. Um, You know, the minimum ticket size for that deal is $1 million. And in the instance of Peak, for example, we could also have asked for more than 100 k And, you know, the same with with Orki, with Snickerdoodle, we could simply have asked for a bigger allocation. So, you know, while I will always keep the, you know, there always has to be some limit where you know, some people don't manage to put in money or, you know, some people do not manage to put in as much money as they like just because, you know, if, if everyone always gets the entire location which they want, then at some point in time people are going to be saturated and there's also a big risk of the community starting to overextend themselves continuously um, if there's no limits in place. Um, but You know, that fear of competition being worse um, just because there's more people, you know, I don't think that's going to turn out to be true, um, simply because getting those bigger allocations usually um, is not a hurdle. In actuality, (laughs) getting the smaller ones is much more of a hassle than, than asking for more. Um, so Brian is asking, does it make sense if VVV looked into other investments outside of crypto web 3 um, I don't think it makes sense, um, because if you want to be created at something, then it usually has to be one thing. It's very difficult to be created at multiple different things. And what's setting us apart and what, what's the, the big value proposition to the board of directors, for example, is that we are the experts in the space we have a community who is extremely knowledgeable and passionate about you know the space, and then also a certain niche inside the space, i.e. infrastructure, uh, tech, and so on. And um, you know that's really what's making us great. So uh, I don't think there's uh, any point in uh, going somewhere else when there's so many opportunities um, in uh, Web3. Um, okay, so Toby, can you remind me of the barracuda idea um, because I don't remember uh, what it entailed exactly? Yeah, and, and you know, a, a quick uh, and very well deserved shout out to Andrew and to Andrea slash Pandora. Um, those guys have worked closely together with our developer. Uh, With our smart contract developer, Andrew has also brought in uh, one of his front-end developers, and then we also have three more smart contract developers who are auditing the entire thing. I mean, it's a lot to arrange, and luckily enough, uh, you know, those guys are really, really, really well self-managed, so uh, I, I didn't have to, like, you know, I probably wouldn't have to get involved at all, and, you know, they continue to deliver, and now we are almost finished and Andrew didn't lose (laughs) the entire (laughs) uh, hard drive yesterday or today so uh, everything still seems to be well on track. The Malorian is asking, with regards to phase 2 mint and diamond fins, how many mints are allowed and can you elaborate more on the price? Uh, So right now uh, one mint is allowed per white spot. And the price is going to be around 20% of the floor price for the diamond fins. And I believe 35% for the regular uh, white list roll. And um, of course, a lot of this is going to be dependent on the floor price um, at the time at which you take the snapshot. And I can't disclose when that's going to be or how it's going to be done. but we're going to, in the short term, uh, focus on getting the staking live, making the value proposition as attractive and as clear as possible for everyone to then decide to stake and to participate in um, the upcoming snickerdoodle and peak deal. And we're going to talk about peak in, in just a few minutes. There's not many more uh, questions left to um, answer. Um, yeah, blue returns. Um, you know, we're still, um, you know, I, I told the team to um, reconsider Sui, um because one of the main reasons why we turned it down was the FDV and, at which they raised. And um, one thing which you have to keep in mind is that the FDV alone does not make a good or bad investment. We do not buy things because they are cheap. We, we buy them because we think it's a great project. And um, then you also have the variable of the day one market cap and, uh, you know, day one demand for the token and potentially scarcity of the token and the unlock on day one. And, you know, if, if everything goes well, usually you can already like de-risk or potentially even take your entire investment out on day one um, if the, the, the tokenomics uh, work out uh, favorably for the investors. Um, the big hurdle in Sui is um, that you have that one million dollar ticket size, and um, I have confidence that we might be able to get smaller tickets uh, simply because of the value proposition. Um, but we don't know yet if there might be some uh, legal restrictions around, you know, the, the minimum ticket size. So. Um, I would probably not um, expect SUI to happen, um, but we have not completely put it aside. Okay, Toby's... Okay, let me read what what Toby has now been saying about the Paracuda idea. Um, The projects that have fallen through the first filter are caught and offered by a second filter. Projects that are not top tier, but could still be good and make good profits. Tony said, we plan, reuse, reduce, and recycle to others who are interested with... Finest rewards also being honored. However, far down the chain it may go. Um, So we now have, you know, a slightly different um, approach that uh, lined up um, before that might become relevant. Um, So Andy has um, worked on, and you already see the section. uh, We have the uh, um, the lab section in our server. And what you will soon find is that the lab section is going to turn into a research academy. So you're pretty much going to have um, uh, a similar thing as the academy itself, but it's going to be all around how to do due diligence, how to research, how to identify good projects. And, you know, I don't know how exactly Andy has planned uh, to do it, but I assume that you know you're going to go through some examples, right? And um, I think that might be the first instance where some of the uh, rejected projects, or maybe also some of the the ones which we have then uh, chosen for investments, are going to get uh, discussed in more depth. And this is then also going to be the place where um, we pretty much qualify new members to potentially join the BBB research team. And um, Shout out to Michael, Uh, he has been very, very active uh, pretty much since the inception of VVV and he has made it on the researchers team and all I hear are good things and he's he's doing a tremendous job and uh, I think they're going to give him uh, full access to everything uh, probably in the next couple of days. So, um, you know, Andy came out of the community, Michael came out of the community, Everyone who is a member in VVV uh, has always an opportunity to uh, to rise to the occasion and to become directly involved uh, in anything which they potentially would would like to uh, help with. Okay, thank you, Blue Returns. Um, I, I will have to check with the. Um, with the status of outreach on SUE and then we might be able to um, come back to you because I'm currently not sure if they are still raising even. Okay, so Joseph is asking, would it be an option to split the 1 million with other VCs like Citizen Capital? I don't see NT having issues with securing capital for SUE. Um, so the thing, you know, the problem which might arise here is that, there, you know, when you sign those soft agreements, you know, somebody has to sign, right? And um, then it would be out whether or not uh, two parties can have a ticket of 500k uh, on the, for you know with two different soft agreements. Um, like generally speaking, I wouldn't be uh, opposed to doing that, um, but it would have to presume that VV uh, gets its own soft and that the other party also gets its own get it, gets its own soft. Um, but. Um, Yeah, I I mean, that does, uh, you know, again, there's no place for scarcity mindset, right? So um, if at some point in time uh, a collaboration like that makes sense, um, you know, we're going to be open to do so. All right, guys, Um, then let's please go ahead and share your thoughts around Peak and uh, feel free to jump into uh, the VC chat itself with me. Uh, feel free to give us some context in the chat. Um, or maybe simply, let me just drop a message here uh, who would invest into Peak? And then I'm going to add two emojis. And then um, you guys can simply vote. And maybe if you can also give me an indication. Of uh, your preferred ticket size. Um, yeah, you know, fast on your right, but I, <laughs> uh, you know, of course I realized this now in hindsight after posting it. Yeah, and again, no one has to feel obligated to uh, invest into the deal. No, um, they, they have signaled um, that they are open to do um small allocate, a small allocation as small as 25k uh, and with the whales having dedicated 20k, um, you know we can probably easily fill up the remaining 5k. so um, seems like the average we see in the chat now is less than a1,000 dollars. And most seem to be around 500. A couple of guys have 1k. Okay, it seems like the average is like dialing in at around $500. Okay, $500 to a thousand. Yeah, I think then, you know, 30k might be probably a decent size, when we have 20k for the whales, 10k for the members, we have um, 20 yes votes, uh, if all of those put in 500 bucks, um, we have 10k, so, I think that might be the most suitable, maybe 35k total uh, somewhere in that area I'm just waiting a little bit uh, for everyone to, to type uh, and vote and, um, to get a rough understanding of the numbers here yeah Gu- guys please don't, <laughs> don't bash John Doe's. you know he might be open to buy a dolphin I, I don't think it's um, you know he might qualify for a whitelist somewhere in the future um, you know, obviously we cannot account for the vote of someone who, who, who currently cannot invest, um, but I, I wouldn't be, and obviously I know I, I'm the wrong guy to say this, but you know, I wouldn't be too hostile uh, just because someone has voted. So Cryptic Melon is asking, does the LSC have to be the investor at that point? Yeah, that's right. The, the LSC has to be the investor. And this is not legal or financial advice, but you should also properly account for that uh, in your bookkeeping. Okay, let me scroll up to the words again. And yeah, the vast majority is for $500. And I agree, you know, I, I'm only going to put in $1,000 myself. Uh, I'm not going to go uh, all out like I did for Sneakadoodle or for Orki um, or for, for Godzilla. Um, but I, I still much rather prefer to have a thousand dollars deployed, and not miss out of the of the deal completely, and and I really appreciate the the engagement of the community uh, around the peak deal, and I more so um, appreciate the very very um, objective and professional um, conversation around peak itself in general. Chat. Uh, you know that that really that really has underlined that I think we have. Uh, and maybe we shouldn't take credit for it, but I- I'm going to phrase it that way <laughs> just to make a point. Um, you know, we can really be proud um, that we have instilled that mindset in the community, where you know you go, um, you look at a deal being made or not being made in, in a very obje- objective and a very uh, analytical manner, and I-, I think that's extremely, extremely healthy. And um, let me see if he is in the... Yeah, so, and forgive me if I announce the name, not not properly, but Masih, AKA Masak, um, has shared a, a really great uh, write-up, which I think also pinned in general chat, um, about Orki, um, uh, Snickerdoodle and Peek, and you know, the... the the whole underlying concept of in you know in which projects we invest in and why and um, that has led me to the next idea uh, which i already proposed to the researchers and which i think is something really good to have um, which is what we would like to do as we would like to invite uh, messie to provide his opinion going forward um, on the research report which our team is writing, and to also open it up to the community to provide their opinions, and then have a new section in the report, which is um, yeah, which we can call like community thoughts, or, you know, something in that regard, and then we have a section where the community has, uh, or where the the best feedback or the you know the the mixed opinions on a certain deal. By the community are shared in the report itself, so that it's not just the researchers um, sharing their their opinions, but where we also have um, the objective and critical voices by the community, and I think that's going to be a very healthy balance to the um, yeah, and it, it's not true, but you know, to the potentially uh, one-sided opinion of the researchers. Yeah, thank you, Masih. Uh, Your um, contributions are very much appreciated and um, you know we take notes uh, of um, who could soon maybe uh, become a shark you know we have still um, I think like a hundred hundred thirty or so sharks who have not been minted yet and um, yeah you know they have to be earned the hard way, um, but they, these are definitely not made to to, uh, um, to rot away in, in the in the world. Um, you know they will be made available um, to some of the um, uh, qualified members. All right, let me quickly check again on the words, and um, so we have. Uh, 14, 4,500, 5,500. Um, so we're going to have around 10k. Maybe if more people show interest after the AMA today or when the deal is announced, um, that's maybe 20k. So probably a 40k ticket for VVV as a whole and correct me guys if I'm off here with my math and I'm also going to quickly check on the um, Wales, uh, uh, Wales announcements channel I told them that um, if they want to increase the the pledge um, they can do so until after the AM8 today and it's very interesting I think um, I think this morning we had, I think, 23 people who said that they are not interested and now it has gone down to 18. So it looks like uh, five people have changed their minds. We have uh, 13 putting in 1k, um, 6 putting in less than a thousand, then we have 2 for 3k, um, 1 for 4k, and that's it so still around uh, 20k maybe 24k uh, with the ones doing less than a thousand Um, yeah i I think 40 could probably be a good size and if i'm making a fool of myself by pronouncing the name this way (laughs) please tell me uh, as i can do it in the right way um, Would I do raffles for peak or no? Uh, maybe, uh, I will say maybe like 10 times $100 in peak, um, just for the sake of having it available. Uh, now in hindsight, it was, um, I didn't think of of uh, the the use case at the time, but it was smart to uh, keep a reserve of Godzilla and to keep a reserve of uh, snickerdoodle. So, yeah, let me take a note of that. I'm probably going to keep uh, around $1,000 worth of, of peak in the treasury. All right, guys, um, I'm going to give you a few more minutes if you want to ask uh, any further questions. Um, Toby feels underexposed to Orky and Snickerdoodle, and uh, I can relate. Um, I, you know, I think the, the and again, you know, you, you always have to be careful to to like, you know, get too excited after you hear the founder talk about the project, which which is, you know, m- many times hard to get rid of that bias. Um, but I think um, after. Uh, um, Thursday, you know, probably everyone is going to feel underexposed to sneak doodle once again. <laughs> and the entire thing is going to start all over again. Um, but I'm very much looking forward uh, to that AMA. Alright, my friends. Um, I want to thank everyone for showing up once again. Um, surprisingly enough, we, we almost had 100 people join in um, at the peak now. And uh I really appreciate the you know the the engagement um, of the the town halls and the, the spontaneous meetings. That's really exceptionally high. You know, regardless of the market conditions, regardless of holiday time or sunny weather, uh, you guys show up week after week. And um, yeah, thank you guys. It really means a lot to me, and I'm I'm very much looking forward um, to Thursday, and then also uh, again to the next um, regular town hall hall meeting. All right, yeah, thanks to you guys. Uh, It was great talking, talking to you once again and we will see each other hopefully on Thursday. Bye guys.